is the Storymobile podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. The St. Paul Almanac book was created in 2005 and has since been released annually. The goal is to bring together the diverse community of St. Paul through literary arts. The Almanac is a meeting place for sharing stories and artwork of our community. This year, the St. Paul Almanac released their 11th volume, On a Collected Path. As part of a reading festival, authors have gathered at various venues throughout St. Paul to read their fabulous work. On Sunday, May 21st, readers gathered at Cladow Coffee Shop to read their pieces from St. Paul Almanac's Volume 11, On a Collected Path. Next up, we have Colleen Casey, who uses language and other arts to facilitate positive transformation. From, from Bedote and of Medewankanton, Dakota, and European American heritages, Colleen considers herself a person of cross-currents and confluences. She loves supporting people who are strengthening their voices. She believes we are all related. Let's give a round of applause for Colleen. Before I begin, I just want to thank the St. Paul Almanac that brings us together in such special ways, and um, also thank Crack Walnut for bringing together the Literary Festival, thank the Clara Cafe, and all of you who've read, and all of you are here to listen. I am going to start out with a microculture joke. I was born in Minneapolis, and I live in St. Paul. <laughs> Good, it's a crowd that gets the joke. <laughs> of course, I'm Bedewakonton, Dakota descent, and so this is Bedote, <laughs> Bedote before the cities came, and it's still Bedote to me. I'm going to start out with just a little uh, bus story, because I like to ride the bus and I tell stories about that, and then I'll launch into I've got two short poems, the one in the almanac and another one. So. So it was a fine day, and I got off the bus, and I was heading to work. And the bus stopped at Chicago and Franklin, if you know that quarter in South Minneapolis. is really busy, and I had about four blocks to walk south to get to work. I was a little late, so I picked up the pace. And when I was about half a block to my work's door, a tall, older gentleman stopped me. And I thought, oh, great, what's he going to do, ask for directions or something? But instead, he looked at me, and he said, are you Native American? And I looked at him, and I said, yes. Well, I'm mixed blood, but I didn't get into that. It's always complicated. I said, yes, I am. And he looked even more astounded, and he said, and you speak English. And I was sizing him up, and I thought, well, he's probably Somali immigrant. Maybe he learned English before he came here, and anyway, I'm uh, seeing he's enthusiastic, so I'll be enthusiastic, and I thought I'd have a little fun. Well, I said, yes, I speak English, and he said, really, you speak English? And I said, yes, and I speak French, Italian, Spanish, and some Dakota, which is for me a heritage language, and he was still looking at me flabbergasted. Then I thought I'd have a little more fun, and I said, you know, I'm going to work, and I work over there at the English Learning Center. Have you heard of that? It's an English school where 
um, volunteer teachers help adults learn English and computer and math and citizenship. And I said, you know, I'm going to have to hurry up because I don't want to be late. So that's that. <laughs> but I have a lot of interesting encounters with people who comment on my appearance, my ethnicity, who I am. I guess um, it's funny because I have other people who don't realize that I'm Native. And for example, I had a friend, I was friends with him for about a year and a half before he found out I was Native. Um, and his name is Harry, Harry Greenberg, and he's a self-described New York Jew via New uh, Russian Jew via New York City. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, you're Native? I always thought you were dark Irish. <laughs> well, the name like Colin Casey, I'm also Irish, but I'm on many things. So the two story, uh, two poems I'm going to share uh, have to do with heritage. Um, and the poem in the book is on page, what, 117? And it's called Over, Under, Around. And you might think it's a poem just about braiding, but as poems often operate on multiple levels, I wrote a series of poems um, in preparation for the 150th 50th anniversary of the U.S. Dakota War, and in it I write from different perspectives of Native women and write about the lives of Native women and children. And part of the thing that I do with the poem cycle is I'm reclaiming touch because in colonized people sometimes, um, which I said, there's a lot of brutality and it's brutality enacted upon us and then it's brutality we enact upon ourselves. So this poem um, is about resistance and about survival and thriving under oppression. Over, under, around. Her long hair falls, dark, sweet-smelling, smooth. It grows in deep night flows, in shadowy folds, then straightens down her supple back. My fingers dance, soft rhythmic moves, seek separate strands, weave them in loop. Over, under, around, over, under, around, until they shine, arranged in two neat braids, like mine. <laughs> and this one is um, called Irish Magic. We are in an Irish-themed coffee shop. <laughs> it's not Irish-owned, but it's Irish-themed. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this one's to my dad's side of the family and all of you who are also Irish, Irish-American. Irish Magic. I believe in leprechauns, do you? The wee folk and the fairy rings, you too. I'm not so sure about that pot of gold. At least nobody's found it yet. And as far as Irish luck, maybe, maybe not. But I like to believe in an emerald isle with huddled stone mounds and humble cottages, speckling lush hills rolling down to the sea. I like to believe in the coast mists that enshroud her, mystic cooling shawls, enveloping song and silence, and the lilt of a language almost lost, so sweet on the tongue. Mostly I believe in Aaron's poets, children and grandchildren, distant cousins, scattered seeds, stirring spirits, making music and meaning around the globe, in lullabies, laughs, and loud voices, in whispers, and in prayers. In this I do believe, in this I do believe. Thank you. To hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.